Good evening and welcome to the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm your host, Adam Wright, along with co-hosts Justin Tucker and Brian Mucker. So we are on to the conference championships, but first we will recap the divisional rounds. So let's start by pointing out something that we almost got a Browns-Bills Super Bowl. Oh, God. Let me just say, (laughs) if you ever were to tell me, like maybe say two years ago, that the AFC championship would be Bills-Browns, I would have laughed in your face. Like, really. I still can't. Like, the Browns being the Browns and the Bills being the Bills, just you know them as, like, the suck bag bottom of the bottom of the league teams and they almost became the final two in the AFC I just that just doesn't compute to me um but going but going off that game Bill uh Browns Chiefs uh, that was a really close game a lot mm-hmm. closer than I thought it was mm-hmm. it didn't it doesn't look like uh the Browns didn't really jump off jump out to you in the statistics there and uh, it feels like most of the reason why it was close in the first place was because Patrick Mahomes got hurt. But either way, it was a close game, and they almost came away with it. Uh, so what are you, what is your guys' takes on that game the other night? Ryan? No, you go first. Oh, well, then I'll just steal the show. Uh the Browns are no longer the Browns. The Browns are legitimate are a legitimate team now. I now have to I have to start to take the Browns seriously. Not that I haven't, but they're for real now. They're no longer the Browns or an easy two wins on my schedule now. Nameless gray faces. They're just the Browns. He said it himself. Same mm-hmm. old Browns. Yeah. I, um, I, <laughs> they're becoming the Browns low key. <laughs> well, they're a dangerous team now to watch now. For, for you, Justin, for the Ravens. It's going to be that. I wouldn't say the Steelers are not too dangerous because of what they're losing this offseason. The Bengals are rebuilding, so the Browns and Ravens are going to be in the top of that division. Yeah. But, but like, yeah. Right, I'll yeah. never count the Steelers out because they're the Steelers, but the Browns are a good team, and when it came down to it, the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions, and they proved it down the stretch. And it just shows you how much talent Patrick Mahomes has around him. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman. No, I mean Patrick Mahomes. Because even when Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing, he's st- there's still all those weapons out there. Chad Henney didn't have to do much, and they still won that game. That That's just impressive to me. So overall... Good showing by the Browns, but there's a reason why the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. Great season by them, too. Mm-hmm. And when Adam said, yeah, a laugh in their faces, they were like, what, 0-16? They had Deshaun Kaiser as quarterback? He <laughs> yeah. forgot about that guy. Yeah, I don't know where he is now, but he, they just rebuilt that team. So what really – so what really uh, stick, uh, jumps out to me in this game – is the fact that they could have very well won that game if it weren't for this one particular play uh, towards the end of the second half. To, sorry, towards the end of the first half, where Richard Higgins caught a long pass. He almost got into the end zone, mm-hmm. but he fumbled. It went out of the back of the end zone, and it was a t- and it was a touchback for the other team. 
And even if you wound up wound up being ruled short and just held on to the ball, they probably would have scored from the one yard line. So mm-hmm. you look at this rule that if you, if it go if the ball gets fumbled and it goes out of the back of the end zone and it's a, a turnover, I just wonder like what's the point of it? What is what is the point of this rule where it, they feel like this has to be a turnover? You know why can't this be? You know, if the ball is fumbled and it goes out of the back of the end zone, the ball goes back to where the ball, where the player originally fumbled it. So let's say he's at the four yard line and he fumbles it forward. It goes out of the out of the back of the end zone. The ball goes back to the four yard line and it's the same down as it was. It just goes on as business as usual. So I re- I wonder what the purpose is of this rule um justin you're a football player mm-hmm. what would you what do you think this is what the the point of this is so that to like, the point where it has to change the outcome of an entire football game because he's still turning the ball over or he's fumbling the ball that's the whole point of like the touchback thing my issue is all right let's go by your proposed theory so what's the point of like Say if he fumbles at the one and it leave, and it goes out before it touches the end zone. The offense keeps the ball. That's fine. But if he fumbles and it lands in the end zone and it goes out of the end zone, then where do you go from there? Like, what is the purpose? So you're saying no matter what, the offense is supposed to keep the ball? I don't think that – I wouldn't say that's necessarily fair on the defense for forcing the fumble. And the offense has to keep the ball in possession. And if they don't keep the ball in their possession – then it should be, by all intents and purposes, a turnover. I'm not all too familiar with touchbacks because my team doesn't usually deal with fumbling when it comes to touchbacks. But as far as I'm concerned, I think it's the correct ruling, but I'm not sure how it goes about. Yeah, Justin, yeah. They, they don't have to deal with fumbling, but they know how to throw picks. He threw a pick. Let's get that out the way. But yeah, so I don't even understand about, why you're throwing shade. You're not even make it to the dance. What what about when it goes out the sideline? Yeah, that's when it goes out off into the off that, uh, that's out of bounds. When it gets fumbled out of bounds, then it the, goes to the spot of where the fumble back. was. So it what's what's where the fumble was? When it goes out of the back of the end zone. Yes, it just when it's in play in between the end zones. It goes to where the ball originally was fumbled if no one recovers it. But that's always been a thing. Like 2015, the Seahawks, Cal, uh, Cam Chancellor punches the ball out of uh, Calvin Johnson's hand. Remember that? They, they get the ball back at the 20, even though technically they really shouldn't have because KJ White illegally took the ball out. But besides the point, uh, I think – a game against the Jets, the Patriots did this. Uh, the Jets did something where, like, I think his name was Jenkins, like, had a touchdown, but it was ruled a fumble and then a touchback. And so that was a crazy one. So I don't Wait, really. I think it was like a 2017 game. I remember it was like he had the ball, but then he lost possession and then regained possession. And it was instead of a touchdown, it was ruled a touchback. Wow. 
It was a crazy ruling at the time. I, I don't, I don't remember that player, but okay. <laughs> right. So it seems that your main counter argument against to against changing the rule the ruling is just that well they've had it for a while so they should just keep it. Yeah, and yeah. it's fair because it's just giving more of an advantage to the offense for fumbling it into the end zone. Like if it fumbles into the end zone, you can't just spot it at the one. Like it's kind of like. Uh, you're not really giving your defense much help, and it might be considered like a first and goal at the one. So then you have to stop them another three times. I don't think that's exactly fair on the defense to ask them to do it. Now, if you told them it, the offense can continue to have the possession, but they have to start at their own 20, I think that's fine. But I think that's a fair assessment. But, yeah, I think that's how it should go for right now. So isn't it but isn't it not possible to fumble like to fumble the ball forward? Like if the ball gets fumbled by the offense forward then it's and it winds up going out of bounds, then isn't it doesn't it just go back to where it was before? In between the end zones, yes. If it if no one recovers it and just rolls out of bounds, yes, it will go that way. All right. I, the rule used to be wherever the ball landed last, that's where the they'll mark it, but it changed to where the person fumbled it. And if no one recovered it, that's where they spotted. Okay. So it's sort of like if the ball is fumbled forward and another player on the offense recovers it at another spot, then it, get, it goes to that spot, that new spot where the ball was? Yes. Uh, okay. So the so – the, so the purpose of the, of the rule of it going, if it goes out of the back of the end zone, being a touch, being a touchback, is that um, if players were to try, if players in the offense were to try and use that just to like, yeah, get like, a touchdown, it makes it more more of a risky play to just try and just do that rather right. than if they just try to fumble it forward. It's like there's no there's no risk to it because there's no it's not a it's it's not a turnover if they don't, if it just goes out of bounds. Yeah. So like for an example, uh, Cleveland versus the Jets, uh, Cleveland lost fourth down in like a yard or in some change. Baker tried to extend, but he fumbled before he could get to the first down. And then Kareem Hunt tried to advance the ball by rule. He couldn't do that. And it was a turnover. So then the Jets got the ball and they won the game, which is a shocker in my eyes. But that did happen. Okay. So they should try and – so maybe they should try and find sort of an alternative. Uh, but it's an unfortunate ruling because they, they – if without, without what happened, they could have – they, they would have – they'd be in the AFC championship right now. Yeah, they could be. Just don't fumble and we wouldn't have this issue, Higgins. We're watching out for you because I we we can poke that ball out. We tried it twice against them and we were successful. Right, we just fumbling is like fumbling it is one thing. It's like a lost fumble when the fumble gets recovered by the off by the defense is when it becomes a problem. If it goes out of bounds, then it's just it's no big deal. Yeah, but it's when this didn't even get recovered by the defense. It got it went out the back of the end zone. So mm-hmm. you know, it's such a big play. It, 
it was such a roller coaster of emotion, I'd imagine, for a lot of Browns fans out there because it's like they make this big play, Baker Mayfield to Rashard Higgins, and there it looks looks like they're going to get it get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And he fumbles it, goes out the back of the end zone. Wasn't even recovered by the defense. Yeah. And it winds up being a touchback. You know, you can see how they feel a little grieved by that. That's just secure the ball. Secure play, the ball. Playoff lives just flashed before their eyes. And it wound up being the difference. Mm-hmm. They only lost by five. Yeah. But they oh. but at the end of the game, Kansas City still had the ball left, so they still could have came back and scored. Within within theory, possibly. Well, let's say if it was like point the, it's hard to play the what ifs game. It's, yeah, exactly. So we don't know how it would have planned out. But if you have the ball at the one yard line, well, it, there's no guarantee. But but I mean, you, yeah, there's no guarantees. Say their chances are are pretty good. Yeah. Versus just saying, oh well, Kansas City could have driven driven all the way down the field. That's not – That's it's hard to just say it would have happened as opposed to a play at like at the goal line. Those are easier to punch in. Yeah, it's a game of inches. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. It's We can play this game all day. So mm-hmm. moving on to the NFC divisional round, the Saints choke yet again in the playoffs. <laughs> and I'm starting to feel bad for this franchise, really. Like, they've won so many games in the past four years, and I thought this is definitely going to be the year for them. Every single year. Are you serious? They always wind up coming up short. And And it's to these teams. They lost to the Vikings twice with Kyle Allen and Kirk Cousins. They lost to the Rams on an unfortunate call. They've lost to – what was the other team they lost to? Oh, the Bucks. Yeah. Coming this past week. So, you know. They've had a lot of – last game, potentially. You wonder if he had do – you, do you believe that he has – that playoff breeze is a real thing? Because I really do. It's You have to believe it at this point. I would say yes and no. No. Eight and nine in the postseason. Do you call playoff Manning a thing? Allen and Kirk Cousins. Um in the postseason. I wouldn't call playoff Manning a thing. When I say when I say yes and no, it's the four picks I saw at the end of the game from Breeze making Tampa Bay the winners in that game. I say no because of that atrocious pass interference call. That's what made him lost the game, and that other pass interference call against the Vikings game. But then yet again, the Vikings won against them, so it, it, it go either way. I say yes or no. I don't. I don't think playoff breeze is a thing because he does have a championship. If you're not, if you're not going to say playoff Manning is a thing, then I can't say in good conscience playoff breeze is a thing. I think I didn't say playoff Manning wasn't a thing. Like. Yeah. He has two rings. Brady does. I mean, Breeze does have a ring. Manning has two two rings. So I was like, eh, no, nah, not really. I can see why it does get brought up because uh, some of his numbers are less than appealing. But some of those games were not his fault. The 2017 divisional round against the Vikings, 
when Kirk Cousins was the quarterback, the Minneapolis miracle happened. Marcus Williams had one job. No, no, that wasn't that wasn't Kirk. That was Keith Keenum. That was Keenum. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I said Keenum. I said yeah. I said Kyle Allen. Case same Keenum. quarterback. They're the same I, quarterback. I don't even remember his name. That's the Dude, that's what I that's, that's what how I was bad he is. I Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it was Case Keenum and the Minneapolis miracle happened with Stefan Diggs somehow avoiding Marcus Williams. You had one job. Marcus Williams had to go low, and he missed, and he hit his own guy instead of hitting Diggs. Yes, and then touchdown happened. In Washington right now. Mm -hmm. Case Keenum, ladies and gentlemen. Then the the pass interference around the world happened. Should have been called. Was not called. Had it been called, they would have ran the clock out and went to the Super Bowl. But, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, well, it, it, the fact there's that no chance, there's no guarantees of what would have happened when they got to the Super Bowl. We yeah, know but at least they would have made it. They would have went up against, and it wouldn't have been pretty. Okay, no, what, no, what, no. I'm not going to let you continue on this high horse. We're just, we're just going to let it go right now because we're not so, talking about them. But you know, going into this game, I yeah. really, I think, I, I said there were two keys. To both to both teams to winning this game, it is and those two keys are keep your quarterback on your feet and get to the opposing quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Bucks mm-hmm. did both, and the way I see it, this team over this team this Bucks defense over the past season has been absolutely torched. And they haven't been. They have a talented defense, but they haven't been great, especially, especially in the secondary. But the secondary is all I right. Look at, I look at the Bucks' defense, their track record over this past season. And then I look look at Drew Brees, his past season in post seasons. And mm-hmm. I just don't buy the idea that the defense was the reason they won the game. I think it was more of just. Don't turn you don't your quarterback doesn't turn the ball over and you just let Breeze turn the ball over. Thank you. So again, if turnovers play a factor, doesn't that include the defensive, you know, performance? I'm not trying to take away from the defense. I I thought they I give them credit. I just don't give them as much credit as a lot of other people give to them to say like the defense carried this game carried this game. I wouldn't say they carried this game. I would say they carried the game towards the end and basically yeah. sealed it. That that's when, uh, like Brady, obviously they it was going either way. Like those two were those two were game points on their side of their proposing sides. And once Bree started the struggle on his offensive side, that's when the turning point happens. Mm-hmm. Mike Thomas didn't show up. I don't know what happened. They didn't, I don't know who the hell was, he just didn't. Know was covering him. It was Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting. I don't know how how that happened. Four targets, zero receptions. That that Mike Thomas. No, no you got to do better. I can't accept that. Well, it's not him. It's like four targets. It wasn't him. If he's if he's getting four targets, that means they're they're doing a phenomenal job on him. There's just something about Drew Brees in the postseason. I I don't give him the benefit of the doubt. And I don't give the Bucks defense the benefit of the doubt either. I get I I say 
the reasoning for this game to be to go where it is is just that simply that Drew Brees can't win the big ones. I just think he yes he won a Super Bowl, but he's also played for what nineteen seasons. So it was bound to happen at least once. He's a he's a great quarterback. Yes, Congratulations, man. Drew Brees, on a great career. But the the big what will be the biggest knock on his career, what people will be talking about for a long time, is that Drew Brees always was the guy who fell short, which is sad, but it's true. I agree with that. It's not true. If he always I mean, fell short, he wouldn't have a ring. If he always fell short, he wouldn't have made it to the NFC Championship game. Justin, he, if he always yeah, fell Justin, short. He needs to win like more Super Bowls. He's capable. The stats, he, his stats, yes. look like they're Super Bowl worthy. Yes. So you know, yeah, this is a guy who's never, who's only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. Super for Bowl his one. talent level, you know, being the number two leader in touchdown passes. So currently the number one leader in yards, you would think that you would be he'd be able to match up those stats with some some with better postseason pedigree than to be eight and nine in postseason play. Eight and nine yeah. sub five hundred. Again, statistics don't mean anything to me. I mean look at Peyton Manning. His numbers are phenomenal. But he's not really the best in postseason play either. So it's like, okay, I can look at the numbers and say, what does he do in the postseason? I'm not going to Sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. It, and that's the way the playoffs work. Sometimes they seem schematically towards you, and you play worse than other times. But if we're just going to look at these like final four seasons and just say it's Drew, playoff breeze is a thing, we're not being fair. Because if we go like way back to like 2010 through, you could see that he's been like that for a while. I think it, it was against the 49ers. It was a shootout. Seattle shootout. I don't know what's going on with their defenses in those games. Always been a shootout. Uh, Philly, he beat, but I don't remember what happened the next year. I can't remember off the top of my head. And then when they missed the playoffs for three straight seasons, his defense was atrocious. Like, God awful. I mean, I take Alabama's college defense over that sometimes. But if you're just going to look at these final four seasons and be like, Drew Brees can't win the big one. A lot of bad luck came his way. I mean, the Minneapolis miracle happened, and we just can't ignore that. Like, that wasn't his fault. In the bad call, the pass interference call. Yeah, and a pass interference call that cost him another one. I think it was two of them. Didn't the Vikings have one of them? Yeah, one of them went against them, and one of them didn't happen for them. Uh, So it happened both ways for them. And then this year, Maurice just crumbled down the stretch. And I think it is time for him to, like, retire. But I don't think he's, like, a choker. I don't think he has an inability to win the big one. I mean, look at Favre. He has one Super Bowl ring. Rodgers, I love him. One Super Bowl ring. Manning, love him. One Super Bowl ring. So it's like sometimes you get it done and sometimes you don't. I mean, you'll never see a quarterback like Tom Brady, and you could take a look at what, what, how many Super Bowls he's won in the past. Yeah. Like, you really can't compare. You really, When it comes to Super Bowl wins, can't compare it to him and Brady's. Can't. Ooh, Just can't. Six to one? Postseason pedigree is it's what, se- what separates a lot of, a lot of quarterbacks. And okay. a lot of these all-time greats, they don't have the postseason pedigree, and mm-hmm. one all-time great does. 
Okay, so I'm going to ask y'all this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? No. Because by the way you guys are talking, his postseason is just ridiculous. His numbers in the postseason, I mean, they may not be, like, astounding, but he did win two Super Bowl rings. So by that metric... That's not really his numbers. That's just I, I, he performs when you need him to. He doesn't per- give you costly turnovers, and he beats the best teams. I would By think metric, he, he is a, Hall of a second ballot Hall of Famer. He has. I mean, see, he's Eli. Eli's a special case. He has balls. That's couple rings. He. The problem with him is he's never. He only shows up when it matters the most, and that's the problem. Because he's never he doesn't put up statistics during the regular season. He rarely takes his team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it's just those rare times when he does lead him to the playoffs. He just makes these plays when it matters. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And like this guy the, him and Tom Coughlin, I don't know what they do when they face the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but they just make this deal with the devil and they <laughs> wind up pulling out these victories out of nowhere. It's yeah, it's so, insane. So what you're telling me is you need to have postseason production and overall capability and stats in order to be a Hall of Famer, correct? I, I wouldn't. Well, I didn't say Hall of Fame. I just said to be great. Yeah, I think, I think for Hall to be a, a great Hall of Famer, you want. I think statistics are a must-have. I yeah, think exactly. winning seasons are a must-have. You need to have some okay. sort of records. You need to be able to. And I think the postseason pedigree really. Because it's so, it seems like it's so rare among uh, quarterbacks nowadays. Is that um, that really that can really separate you from everybody else? It's mm-hmm. not it's not this one thing, right? I um, the main thing I would say is it's the blend of everything. It's not just one thing. See, I I tr- I constantly preach that Tom Brady is the all time greatest. Because of his statistics, mm-hmm. winning, his mm-hmm. longevity, and his leadership. Yes. He has all four of those. And the Super Bowl's top of that. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> for some reason, he just struggles against inferior teams for some reason. Uh, well, Jets? No, he, no, I'm talking about in the Super Bowl. It's, uh, there's no reason why Brady should have two losses to the Giants. They, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't, but at least he got them there with a chance to do it. Listen, listen, one of those rings, I mean, one of those Super Bowls, y'all didn't deserve it. A, a drop pass saved y'all and a missed field goal. Which the one is this? The 2011 one. The 2011 one. I don't care about 07. Y'all can have that one. The 2011 one. We should have been in the Super Bowl. Just catch the ball. I mean, I know we made up for it next season, but oh my god! Well, if we're gonna play that game, Wes Welker could have easily caught that last pass, which could have been the dagger. That was not an easy. That was not an easy pass to catch. Are you talking about against the Giants in the Super Bowl? Wes Welker had a had a catch, then dropped the catch. It was not an easy catch. I will. See, I will say what Walker did it. not. He just he had to hang on yes. to it. But he had to stop, go up, and grab for it, and that's not the easiest thing to do. Which I understand. 
He should come down with it in the Super Bowl. But it's not like Brady gave him the best ball he could have. Yeah. So I'm not it against him. But I think we're way off topic here. I think we're way off topic. Little the point is, so go into degrees. Uh, we'll start covering the conference championships. So we'll start. We'll since we're on the NFC, we'll transfer into the NFC, and we'll talk about the NFC championship, which will be in Lambeau, Rogers against Brady. The frozen tundra. At the frozen tundra. So, mm-hmm. what are we thinking about this matchup? Pretty juicy matchup. If I really so myself. I don't. The thing is, I really liked Tampa Bay's chances until Devin White opened his mouth. I'm like Aaron Rodgers going for a good 300 plus yards, three touchdowns now. Because I think a quote came out where he said uh, when he came to the 38-10 victory over the Green Bay Packers, he said they didn't belong to be on the field with us. I think the Packers might hear that eventually. So if they hear that, I think Aaron Rodgers might be a little more fired up for this one. I think he really will go for like 300 plus three touchdowns and get this job done. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the Packers will like probably win this game because what you saw from the Rams, Donald, Aaron Donald, didn't really do much sack worthy. Devontae Adams gained a couple of touchdowns against the best corner of the game. How yeah. can Tampa's defense keep up with that? One like one touch. One touchdown. Well, Lazard. How, how would a uh, how would a uh, Tampa's defense even catch up with that? And plus, they Tampa did beat them. They killed them in the regular season. Mm-hmm. When, when a team does that to you, and then Devin White does something at the end of the game, that that's yeah. gonna enrage the Packers. I don't think it was at the end of the game. I think it was more so a question, and then he answered it, and then it got reported. And so I, I just think the Packers will win, but it, I think it's going to be going either way. So it'll be a tight matchup, but I think they're going to win by at least a touchdown or, or two. Hopefully, he, hopefully Matt Lafleur made some uh, schematic differences because what Tampa Bay did a lot uh, last game was just blitz the heck out of Aaron Rodgers, and it worked. And hopefully, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur saw that, and hopefully, they have some passing concepts that will capitalize on That's that. That's going to be difficult with Green Bay because they lost David Bakhtiari. Which season. means they'll probably get the ball out quicker. But he's the best line. Well, I mean, if, if yeah, I'm not saying he can't, but I'm just saying that's the best line. If they, and if Todd Bowles just does what he do, did in that last game, he just blitzed the heck, heck out of Rodgers. He's going to get sacked a couple of times. I know he will. but That's fine. Like, like he, he just can't have a game like that again. See, I think Brian brings up a good point there, is that they, uh, the last time they faced off, it they were, I mean, they were beating them already, but mm-hmm. it really started to open up once David Bakhtiari exited that game, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I've been preaching all season long for the Bucks. Their formula to winning games is keep Tom Brady on his feet and get to the opposing quarterback. Because if you get if you keep Tom Brady on his feet, I'm not worried about secondaries. I think Brit, so he's smart enough, he's good enough with the game so that he can pick apart any secondary. He's mm-hmm. capable of it. And, and if you get to the quarterback, if you get to Aaron Rodgers, 
then you can force him to make some bad bad decisions. You can, and he won't have the same ability to just pick apart opposing defenses like he does. Um, so this is this is not going to be a blowout like it was in Tampa because number one, um, their momentum has gone in completely different directions for both teams since then, and number two. It's in Lambeau this time, and mm-hmm. it's in the postseason. Now, I, if there's anybody I, you don't bet against, taking the words right out of Skip Bayless's mouth, you don't bet against Tom Brady. What you can bet bet against is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But <laughs> so, I think the Green Bay de- certainly deserves to be favored in this game. But I would mm-hmm. not be surprised at all if Tampa pulled pulled off another upset and and host their first home Super Bowl ever. I don't Green Bay better not allow that. Green Bay better not allow Brady at Tampa at a Super Bowl. No. Please stop that. I don't want to hear about this for two weeks from Adam. Absolutely not. Oh, you'll believe me, if it happens, you'll hear plenty of it. Just roommates and I have to hear about it. Oh my well, that's like you, all right? But don't – but I'm a Jets fan, all right? I had to put up with it for years, years. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have a Patriot fan as your roommate and a Tom Brady fan especially. Yes, I do. Oh, you, oh yeah, but <laughs> – Yeah, he has Andrew. Yeah, he has Andrew who, who might be worse. True. Well, I mean, think about this – think about it this way, Brian. You think it's hard as a Jets fan? Think about what it's like to be a Bills fan right now for a second. If oh, if yeah, Tom Brady makes that. it to another Super Bowl, they 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 go on to their first Super Bowl uh, just a year after Tom Brady leaves the finally leaves that division and gives the Bills a chance, and they run right into the mm-hmm. into the Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's rejuvenated. He's thrown 40 touchdown passes on the season. By now, he would have taken down not only Drew Brees, but Aaron Rodgers as well. He's got a full head of steam with, of momentum. Yeah, he's going better to believe that is going to be a very frustrating right now. Bills team. And it's a shocker he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Highlight of the week. I think this team, I think these, this matchup is going to be like the highlight of the week. Mm-hmm. Well, don't, don't forget... Mahomes versus Allen. Allen, that could be a show. That, that could be that could be a shootout. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one can. But the thing is, here's the question: Is Mahomes playing? He's he's getting the right. He's in the right direction to start. Okay. He's not clear yet. He's still in the concussion protocol, but he's passed all the major steps right now. Okay, so he's he a, is. Yeah, so he has a good shot so far. Yeah. It would suck if. Chad Henney was your quarterback Chad today. Champion. <laughs> such a good matchup. But I think they're really. I think the Bills have a real shot at winning this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. This with, is a this is uh, a formation with Allen yeah. and Jones. I've seen. I think the Bills are going to be on top, even though I have seen it from Mahomes and Hill. But I like I think this correlation between Diggs and Allen is much better. Uh, I think the Chiefs hold on. I think their talent allows them to get away with a lot of things they really shouldn't, just like this game. So, uh, yeah, I think they hold on just at the end like they did against the Browns. Fourth and inches, give it to Tyreek Hill. 
game's over. Yeah, you have to look at the way they match up, which is they look they're literally it almost looks like they're the same team. Yes. Ways. Great offense, decent defense. Their secondary is better than their run defense on both sides. You know, uh, I think the Bills secondary gets a little bit of the edge because they have that unquestioned number one guy in Tredavious White. They yeah. might be able to slow down Travis Kelsey or Tyreek right. Hill. Um, and they may not have much of an uh, much of an answer for Stephon Diggs, who I believe is pretty much matchup proof. He's going to put up numbers who, regardless of who's out there. They also have Cole Beasley, so I think that's a team. That's a this is a game where I can't really have a favorite. I feel like they both have an even chance of winning. Mm-hmm. It's a toss-up. It, it really is. You can look at this for the two matchups this week. You can look at this one as a shootout between the Bills and Chiefs, and you can look at the other one as a back and forth. Like with Brady getting points on his team, and then you got Rodgers going with his team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to, yeah, these are going to be, this is a great conference championship. It's going to be. <laughs> We have some good quarterback matchups. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, I've felt a little disappointed with the playoffs so far, but I think this is where it really gets going. There's some good possible Super Bowl matchups that'll come up after this. You know, we could get Chiefs, Bucks. We could get Bills, Bucks. We could get Packers, Kansas City, Mahomes and Rodgers. Matchups, all of them. Yeah. I want to see that. Mahomes against Brady or Mahomes against Rodgers. Rogers. That's going to be very interesting. Allen versus Rodgers. Allen versus all I mean, of them. I mean, Mahomes, we know what Mahomes is capable of. We, we're we seeing Josh Allen right now breaking out. I, th- I think we're starting to learn what Josh Allen's capable of. Yeah, when you give him a true number one, hint, hint, Ravens. If you give somebody a true number one, look what happens. Yeah, it's been fun seeing the improvement of Josh Allen over the past right. few years. You just look at his st- his statistics since he's entered the league. He's just got, been getting better and, and better and better. And I really hope it continues. Even as a Patriots fan, just watching and being slightly upset, you all you it's hard <laughs> to root against this Bills team. Um, I will be. If they run into the Bucks, the Tom Brady led Bucks, but you know, it, this is going to be as football fans, we can sit back and watch these games and really just admire um, the young talent and some of the all-time great players who will be playing playing this Sunday night with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers facing off against each other. We have we're going to have. Uh, two young future stars. Actually, well, they're stars now in Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Some electric offenses facing off against each other. It's going to be a good week. Yes, it will. Yeah, you basically got two Hall of Famers on one side facing against each other, and then you got two fu- future Hall of Famers to me. 
Oh, let's calm down there. Let's calm down there. They're, they're uh, the Josh, you might have a you might have a you might be onto something with Pat Mahomes in the future, but let's Let, not, let's calm let's down not get ahead of ourselves. That and means all of them are future Hall of Famers at this rate. Because they haven't retired yet. I love Josh Allen though. Yeah, I think he's, he's, like, he's like a mobile Ben Roethlisberger. And so basically, um, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, like prime, yeah. Like a mobile Ben Roethlisberger. Like Ben Roethlisberger was never like a mobile guy. He was just kind of like a big presence who could just – he was just hard to take down. Yeah, but, like, but he could extend plays like Josh Allen. That's why you, you see the comparisons. It's good. It's it's some good stuff. So we're all excited. That'll be up for That'll be it for us tonight. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Follow Fumble Rooski underscore podcast on Instagram. And we'll be back next week to preview our Super Bowl matchup. And we'll recap the conference championships. Hope they'll be very exciting. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Over and out.